We're going to tell you why the Ole Miss Rebels will defeat the Arkansas Razorbacks Saturday. And yeah, it's pretty much what you would expect. This is the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. You are locked on Ole Miss. Your daily podcast on the Ole Miss Rebels. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. Also, catch the Rebels hometown broadcast with David Kellum as the Rebels play the Arkansas Razorbacks Saturday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern. This home team broadcast is on SiriusXM Channel 190 or on the SXM app. Searching Ole Miss Rebels. The Locked On Ole Miss podcast is there as well. Hello, I'm Stephen Willis, and this is the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. And I hope everybody is having a fantastic Friday. I do want to let you know that these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right team and the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash College. Terms and conditions apply. Ole Miss plays the Arkansas Razorbacks, and we all know that this game has a chance to get silly. It always does. Whether last year there was three 200-yard rushers, three years ago there was Matt Corral, six interceptions. Um, two years ago was the 52-51 to 51 game. If you want to go back in time, there's the seven-overtime game. There's the hit. Wild stuff has traditionally happened in this football game, and I expect some sort of abnormality to happen as well. I do not expect chalking in the, chalk in this game. The one thing that would surprise me, and I said this on yesterday's show, is a boat race in favor of Ole Miss where chalk just happens. That would surprise me most. I expect this to be a good little football game. But I think Ole Miss is going to win this game. And the reason I think they're going to win this game are these three things. First of all, if Ole Miss continues the flair that we saw on offense versus the LSU Tiger and grows it to the next level, this offense is practically unstoppable. It's going to score points. And that is going to be important for the Ole Miss Rebels. Second of all, K.J. Jefferson is an excellent quarterback. And we've all seen situations where KJ has kind of put the Razorbacks on his back and taken them to levels before, but he's not, he doesn't affect defenses like Jaden Daniels. It is important for Ole Miss and Ole Miss fans to not take what happened defensively last week for the second and third quarters and move that into this um, realm of possibility. And also, every single analytic that you see points to an Ole Miss win. It, this would be an absolute upset if Arkansas was able to win this game. So I am extremely confident what's going on, although I am understanding this is this is the drunk uncle of college football games, and wild, crazy stuff always happens. We have to find out what the, that wild and crazy thing is going to be this year. What is it going to be? Is it Zachary Franklin with four touchdowns? Is it a 17-10 to 10 type game? Something weird is going to happen in this game, and I it'll be interesting to see. So let's talk about the offense going into this first segment. And, and the offense finally did stuff that I'd been calling for for a year. 
I know I get to take a victory lap every now and then. I, I took a lot of heat over this, and I still take heat over um, what was said about the offense going into the LSU game. So give me the LSU game. Because me and Bill Flowers talking about what needs to happen, all of these things happened, and the offense looked nearly unstoppable. And people are going to say LSU's defense isn't good. Ole Miss has played not good defenses earlier this season. Period. So we'll see exactly what happens as well. Also, before I get started, I do want to say that um, an everydayer, a loomer, um, reached out DM me. He's going to be in the area in Central Florida, and I'm going to go have a beer with him next Wednesday. So getting an opportunity to meet loomers, that is awesome. You guys are the best, and you are the reason we are growing at the rate we are. So back to the offense, now that I just remembered that, had the kind of the brain tumor type moment. Jackson Dart had his legacy game Saturday against LSU, bringing a team back nine with five minutes to go in the game. Ole Miss won that football game. And a lot of that was due to the play of Jackson Dart. Jackson Dart was 26 of 39, 389 yards, four touchdowns, and an interception. Honestly, we were two or three good big plays by defensive backs from that being about 450 yards and five touchdowns. Seriously, LSU defensive backs actually did make some good plays. I know we're going to talk about over and over again how bad this defense is, but they made some plays in that game. And Jackson Dart, through this use of this offense where they attacked all three levels and all three zones, where the defense never knew where you were going to attack them, you have a situation to where Ole Miss's offense just became unstoppable. They could do whatever they want to. You can ask LSU fans on this. When Ole Miss got the ball with two minutes to go in the game, two minutes to go in the football game, on their own 12, LSU fans had no doubt that Ole Miss was going to score. The only question was, are they going to score quick enough for us to go down and score on them? And that is because this offense literally became unstoppable that night. And a lot of that was the return to semi-health of Trey Harris. Listen, during the offseason, I spent a lot of time on Zachary Franklin. Zachary Franklin still is likely going to be the dude, but injuries has slowed Zachary's growth. Trey Harris is playing like the best wide receiver in America. Trey Harris has wiggle. Trey Harris has like traits of DK Metcalf and his physicality A.J. Brown and his run after the catch, and Laquan Treadwell's catch radius. That is how he is playing through five games this season. He ended up eight catches, 153 yards, and a touchdown. LSU had no chance to stop him. He was breaking tackles. His run after catch numbers were elite, and I just couldn't be more happy about it. And Ole Miss figuring out how to use him is going to be a major, major thing. Caden Priestcorn also on third down, that security blanket, was fantastic. But the thing that is really scary to Arkansas and the really the thing that Arkansas is going to have to freak out over is Quinshawn woke up. Everybody was talking about what's wrong with Quinshawn Judkins. He's only averaging 50 yards a game. What's wrong with him? Well, looks like it was because he was knocked up. I mean, he was, he was beat up, I should say. Um, and 
against Alabama, his yards per carry was about 4.5, and Alabama did a good job against the run. That was some game plan stuff that needed to come up. At, come up, But they ran some things to utilize Quinshawn Judkins' strength in that LSU game. I don't think people realize that. The lead toss play, A, I think it was a little bit of a troll towards LSU fans, but B, it's because Ole Miss has a 225-pound running back that you want to get going downhill. And it's so something so quick hitting. And Quinshawn made that kind of his thing. That opened up the outside runs, Ole Miss running outside, inside. Again, all three zones to where you didn't know exactly where to attack. Everybody talks about the jet sweep. In this game, it was that toss sweep out. That was the side-to-side play. The running game was finally there. Now, Ole Miss has run for 300 yards twice this season. Ole Miss, you get the feeling that if Ole Miss wanted to, they could run the ball on whoever they played against. And Ulysses Bentley, by the way, Ulysses Bentley is becoming a star. There's there's a star turn happening before us, and we're not paying attention because of what's going on with Trey Harris and Caden Priestcorn and Jackson Dart and Quinshawn Judkins. But you're seeing with Ulysses Bentley, a running back that has plus Jerry and Ely skills. The things that made Jerry and Ely such an effective running back, you have Ulysses Bentley with the ability to do that as well. The speed at which he hit that long run against LSU to where LSU had no chance. I've seen that twice before. First off, in 1997, when John Avery broke through the line against Arkansas on a 97-yard touchdown run, you had no chance to catch him. It was over. The second time was in the second half of the Ole Miss-LSU game in 2019 with John Rice Plumley. That is the two times I've seen that level of speed against athletes like that. That, I think, can be a weapon moving forward, and Ole Miss is going to need to do it because you have A&M coming up, which probably has the best defensive line in the Southeastern Conference. Front sevens are decent with Mississippi State. Mississippi State's not good, but the front seven's decent. You have Georgia, and we all know what Georgia has. That side-to-side element is going to be important for Ole Miss moving forward, and you need to incorporate that into this game plan as well. Don't revert back to what you were doing before LSU. Expand on it. Figure out a way to attack that defense and basically become the Tennessee offense of 2022. Basically become the LSU offense of 2019. Ole Miss has those kind of weapons. Ole Miss absolutely has those kind of weapons. Become that. We're not there yet. We can get there. You can see the flashes. We're not there quite yet. But we'll see exactly how that goes. But the offense needs to continue their flair, and they will absolutely become unstoppable if they do that. If they revert back, same old, same old. So I do want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That is why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. 
create a profile. We all know how to create a social media profile with this. We're 20 years in at this point. So go to your LinkedIn profile, create it, then add a purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile. You can spread the word that you're hiring. It has simple tools like screening questions that make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience. So you can quickly prioritize in who you'd like to interview and hire. You know, hiring the right team member is no different than hiring the right coach. If you hire the wrong coach, in three years, you're going to be hiring another one. If you hire the wrong team member, you're going to have to do this again. So you need to make sure you're making the right decision in the hiring process. It can be everything. In football, it can mean the playoff. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. College football season is here and Locked On is kicking up our coverage with Locked On College Football Kickoff. Live every Friday, Locked On will go live at 11 a.m. Eastern on every Locked On College YouTube channel, including this one. College Football Kickoff Live will cover playoff implications, the conference rivalry games, and go in-depth like only Locked On can, including insights and analysis from our stable of Locked On hosts covering their team every day. Find Locked On College Football Kickoff Live every Friday from 11 a.m. Eastern on any Locked On College YouTube channel. You won't want to miss that. Every dayers, go check that out. Um, I've been on there the last two weeks. I'm not probably going to be on this week because this game doesn't really warrant it, but I have been on it. it. It's pretty great. It is really, really great stuff. Now, the second reason that I think Ole Miss is going to win this game, and I'll put this up again, K.J. Jefferson is an excellent quarterback. He does the thing where K.J. kind of becomes Superman. We saw that two years ago. And if you look at K.J. Jefferson's stats um, last year, he had an excellent game as well. But he doesn't affect a defense like Jaden Daniels does. And that is because Jaden Daniels has that gear that you're just not used to, that you just can't deal with. And because of that, you have to handle things a little different. It's almost similar to – when you deal with Jaden Daniels, it's similar to the way you used to defend Johnny football. It wasn't that he was a great quarterback. It was all this extra and other stuff that you had to worry about made their players better. John, Johnny Menzel was a force multiplier. Jaden Daniels is a force multiplier. KJ Jefferson is just a dominant football player, and they also have Rocket Sanders. Now, I will say that. But last year in the football game, KJ Jefferson was 17 of 22, 168 yards, three touchdowns, and no interceptions. Arkansas ran the ball down Ole Miss's throat. Arkansas is going to try and run the ball down Ole Miss's throat again. Period. That is what's going to happen. And Arkansas is going to try and slow down the game. They're going to try and pick up first downs. They're going to try and have seven minute touchdown drives to where the final score is 20 to 17. That is what Arkansas wants. That is the path for Arkansas to compete in this football game. Understand this is coming. Know this is coming. Stack the box. Make KJ throw the football downfield to beat you. You can see here, he's a good thrower of the football, and he can throw the ball down the field. But if you get them in that, the weakness that is the offensive line, all of a sudden you can attack it with Jared Ivey and Cedric Johnson and Santarian Perkins and Kari Coleman and those guys, Ladarius Tennyson. They can get after KJ. KJ is a 260-pound quarterback. 
you can't let them get into second and six, third and two, first and ten, second and six, third and two, first and ten. Because if they get into that rhythm, Arkansas can be a little bit of a handful. Now, this isn't a situation to where if Ole Miss plays their best and Arkansas plays their best, Arkansas can win the game. Arkansas needs Ole Miss to help them out some. And one way they can do that is by controlling the clock um, and on offense penalties, which has been a problem for Ole Miss. And if Ole Miss turns over the ball, which Arkansas has been pretty good this season at turning over teams. But if you look at what KJ can do throwing the ball and what he can do running the ball, he is the weapon on this team. KJ Jefferson is Arkansas. And I know I'm about to talk about Rocket Sanders, but KJ Jefferson is the force multiplier, the, the top player on this. Arkansas football team. Now, if you look at what Rocket Sanders did to Ole Miss last year, 24 carries, 232 yards, and three touchdowns. That's nearly 10 yards a carry. Ole Miss has to be ready to go against Rocket Sanders. It's coming. The physicality is absolutely coming. Get ready for it. There's nothing you can do to shirk it, to hide from it, any of that stuff. Arkansas is coming to be physical with you. Sam Pittman coached the offensive line this week. Stopping K.J. Jefferson is going to be the difference between winning this game comfortably and a nail-biter. I don't think this is a situation even if K.J. goes off. It's not a slam dunk that Arkansas wins this game. But if you want to be in a nail-biter, and honestly how this game has gone for the last 40 years, let K.J. Jefferson and Rocket Sanders go off a little bit. Eliminate explosive plays. If you can do that and you can play high-level defense, you can kind of, I'm not going to say shut down this offense, but you can affect this offense. And K.J. Jefferson isn't going to do to the defense what Jaden Daniels did. The fact that Jaden Daniels was just the fastest player on the field there was almost a Michael Vick quality of what Jaden Daniels was doing Saturday. You put Suntarian Perkins on as a spy, and Suntarian was a spy. You saw it multiple times to where Suntarian just dropped back and he spied the quarterback. Suntarian couldn't catch him. He's probably the only player in the SEC at playing quarterback that Suntarian can't catch. Suntarian can go after K.J. Jefferson. With K.J. Jefferson, it's just getting him on the ground. Don't let him extend plays. Don't let wild, explosive plays happen because that's a possibility as well. I think Ole Miss is going to do fairly well defensively. I think Ole Miss is going to hold Arkansas. You know, my prediction is a different score, but I think Ole Miss can hold them in the low 20s, honestly. This is not the Kendall Bryles Arkansas that everybody is familiar with. This is the Dan Enos Arkansas. Right now, and right now, yardage-wise, they are sitting dead last in the SEC. Um, John Neighbors on the show yesterday talked about how they've been stuffed on fourth and short with KJ Jefferson three times. They're zero for three. Arkansas is going to get physical because here's the problem. Okay, when Ole Miss wins this game, and I do think Ole Miss is going to win this game, Arkansas is two and four with a trip to Tuscaloosa next week. Their season's over. At that point, you are a Missouri loss away from being 6-6. Six and six. You still have Auburn on the schedule. You still, I think you have to play Mississippi State, although I wouldn't necessarily be worried about that. But it gets the point is it gets very difficult to go to a bowl game. 
And if you don't go to a bowl game, I don't see how Sam Pittman keeps his job. So understand that while I think Ole Miss is going to win this game, this is Arkansas's everything. You're going to get their absolute most dominant effort because if they lose this game, their season is over. There is no margin for error for the Arkansas Razorbacks if they lose this game. None. It's over. It's gone. So understand that while K.J. Jefferson is not Jaden Daniels, K.J. Jefferson still has the ability to put on a little bit of a Superman-type performance, though I don't think he can do what Jaden Daniels did against the Ole Miss Rebels. I do want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. It's America's number one sports book, so you can snap into the action this NFL season with FanDuel. Right now, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. Can't really beat that deal. If you're thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. If you want to wager on the Ole Miss-Arkansas game, Ole Miss is currently an 11.5-point favorite. I think it opened at about 14. It has come down. I I, I don't know um, about Ole Miss covering in this game. We're going to talk about that in the next segment as well. But like I said, if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get on the action. The app is easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over, under, and more. Hey, the bonus parlays I've been talking about in the pregame show every week, um, all the extra bets of like the the most likely score that gets hit on in the pregame show as well with John Gillespie. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, it's an official partner of the NFL. The Rebels play the Arkansas Razorbacks Saturday at 6.30 p.m. Central. This is a chance to listen to David Kellum and the Rebels hometown crew. You can catch every play of the Rebels home team broadcast with SiriusXM on channel 190, or heck, if you want to go listen to the Arkansas broadcast, you can check it out at 191. It's on the SiriusXM app. Just search Ole Miss Rebels. The Locked On Ole Miss podcast is there as well. Hello, I'm Stephen Willis, and this is the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. I do want to say thank you to my everydayers, my loomers, for tuning in. And this show's growth is it's off the charts at the moment. If you just tell one person, one person to watch this show, this is something that Ole Miss, the sphere of Ole Miss football has never seen. One person. If everybody can do that, all of a sudden we're going to be, we're going to be cooking with gas, so to speak. So Ole Miss is the favorite over Arkansas. And, you know, if you look at the lines, this is the FanDuel betting lines. Ole Miss is favored by 11 and a half points. The over-under is at 63 and a half. I think the over until further notice needs to be on notice. Um because this offense is getting into a little bit of a groove. They scored 55 against LSU. They stopped themselves two or three times, or this that could have been 70 again, if we're going to be perfectly honest. Um, LSU put up a valiant fight. LSU did very well in the second and third quarters, but the first quarter and the second quarter, Ole Miss kind of jumped on them. And that, that has been a trend with Ole Miss football this season is – Really good first quarters, really good fourth quarters. And, you know, that's those are both winning time. Ole Miss is not doing well in the middle eight minutes of the game at the moment for whatever reason. 
But if you're doing that at the expense of winning the first quarter handily and winning the um, fourth quarter handily, I, I guess I can live with that as well. Now, analytically, Ole Miss, they're up by, favored by 11.5 on FanDuel. If you look at the ESPN FBI, there's an 82% chance of Ole Miss winning this football game. And if you look at the money that is being bet, both of them are pretty much at 75% on Ole Miss. Now, this line is not moving. And this tells you the line should move. Okay? That tells you that it should be Ole Miss by 13, Ole Miss by 14 in that range. But it's not moving. And I think it's not moving because Ole Miss, I don't think, is going to cover this game. I think Ole Miss is going to win this game. They're going to win this game fairly comfortably. It could be a game to where, you know, I'll give the score in just a second, but Arkansas scores a late touchdown at the end to get it inside the cover range. It's not going to be a situation like Tulane where it's a three-point game or something with two minutes left and it just goes haywire. I think Ole Miss is in the 17-point lead range. Arkansas scores a touchdown towards the end, and um, Arkansas ends up covering the line. That's what I think it, this is going to happen. Like I said, I, I think Ole Miss is going to win this game fairly comfortably, but score-wise, it, it's just a weird game. You can't necessarily take Ole Miss to cover this game. I, I, I don't think you can. Even with all of the stuff that I um, talked about this, I, I just don't see Ole Miss covering this game. And if they do, that means they did absolutely the first key to the Ole Miss winning this game, and that is keeping the offensive flair in the offense and being dynamic on all three levels and all three zones. And they did not let K.J. Jefferson affect them. And if they do both of those things, they're probably winning this game by two or three touchdowns. But I do think this game is going to get squirrely. I don't know how it's going to be abnormal, but I'm fairly confident that it is going to be abnormal. And whenever you look at that, you think about it, this is kind of what I come to. This 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 was the Ole Miss versus Arkansas score that tells me that it would be fitting with the core of this game. And this is Ole Miss 45 and Arkansas 35. And I do think it's like 45-28, Arkansas scores a touchdown later on to get inside the line. I think this is a comfortable win for Ole Miss. Um, but I do not think in the end Ole Miss is going to cover the spread. Should be really good. And thank you to my everydayers um, for tuning in. Really great. Like I said, I'm going to go get a beer on Wednesday um, with an everydayer. And that should be a lot, of, a lot of fun. I'm working on ways that I can do remotes. And... I can do broadcasts from different areas. So we're going to see exactly what happens and how this goes. I have plans for this year um, on top of what we normally do. But I need to see how this football season goes a little bit. I'm not ready to go to Oxford for a remote yet. I think that that's probably next season. But depending on the bowl game, I will probably be doing a remote broadcast from the location. Um, should be should be a lot of fun, and it'll be nice to meet a lot of people. Um, 
I know a couple of parents have reached out on me on social media and saying they're looking forward to meeting me. And I'm obviously looking forward to meeting them as well. So should be a lot of fun. Anyway, thank you for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your Ole Miss morning show. Seriously, your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every single day. This has been why Ole Miss is going to defeat the Arkansas Razorbacks. Tune in tomorrow for Brian Smith and the pregame show and the postgame show, which will either be unbelievably elated or well into our feelings. Either way, tune in for that because it's probably pretty funny to look at me um, doing my thing. So I hope everybody has a good day. Have fun. I'm going to Disney tonight to Epcot. That should be a lot of fun. That'd be my first day of fun that I've done during this football season. But I'm I'm pretty excited about that. But hey, enjoy the day. Enjoy the football tomorrow. Hotty toddy.